Welcome to Ground Up Sermons, where we wrestle with what it means to be an authentic follower of God. I'd like to tell you a story. It's a story that gets recounted throughout the pages of Scripture and that the prophet Isaiah retells in a rather clever way in this morning's readings. In the beginning, there was nothing but God. And God spoke. And there was light. And the light shined out into the darkness. And that creation continued. And the majesty of the cosmos was painted onto the sky that as you looked up and beheld all that was before you, awe and majesty would overtake everything. You can only imagine what those first people thought as they stood on creation looking up at the sky wondering about God. God continued to speak, and the mighty seas were created, waves that would roll and crash with a power that shook you to your core. The glassy beauty of the ocean that itself would almost shine like a light illuminating the sea floor. Yet God still wasn't done. God continued to speak, and the mountains stretched up heavenward, bathed in golden light, as that light would set each night, and once again illuminated by the rising sun the next day. The wonders of things like the Grand Canyon were carved out by the power of water, and wind, and the word of God. Beauty etched into the very surface of creation. Still water and word and power created wonderful things like Niagara Falls that continues to evolve and carve out its beauty on the face of the earth. And yet God still wasn't done. Because God was going to call forth God's greatest creation. People. You and me. Each magnificently diverse and unique in their own wonder and beauty. This is the story of creation. And we're told, we're told that Jesus was involved in that act of creation. God spoke the word, and things were created. And in due time, God sent the word Jesus to live among us. This act of creation was an act Jesus was involved in. 
But creation isn't just limited to the first chapters of Genesis. It's not limited to retellings in scripture or literature or sermons like the one we have right now. Creation continues constantly all around us. Maybe you don't realize it, but this story from our gospel today of Jesus and his disciples paying visit to Simon's mother-in-law's house is in and of itself a story of creation. Upon entering the house, they find that Simon's mother-in-law is in bed, cast down by a fever. Have you ever been sick before? Had the flu, a cold, something that maybe just makes you disconnected from life around you? I imagine that's what Simon's mother-in-law must have felt. Here she had her son-in-law and his friends and this new friend of theirs, Jesus, over and visiting. She wanted badly to welcome them, to show them hospitality, and to prepare for them a meal. Now, in this cultural context in the, the, the Middle East, showing hospitality is a tremendous process. It's not just, hi, how are you? Sit down on the couch over here and let me grab you a glass of water or some sweet tea. It's a fully involved process of making sure that you look after everyone's needs. That practice of washing feet that Jesus will engage in later on in the gospel, that was part of hospitality. Providing food and drink. Looking after every need was all part of hospitality. It was all about creating an environment that was completely devoted to welcome. And it was something that we are fairly certain that Simon's mother-in-law would have taken very seriously. And yet she couldn't do it because she was sick and in bed with a fever. Only Jesus, the one who helped create everything I just described, was now once again going to be creating something. From sickness, he was going to create health. From exhaustion, he was going to create energy. From frustration, he was going to create joy. And so he reaches out his hand and takes her feverish hand and lifts her up. And we're told that at once the fever leaves her. The sickness is gone. Health has been created by the one who created the stars of the sky and the mountains and the seas and you and me. And her response to all of this is to now create hospitality 
where there has not been hospitality. Her response is to join Jesus in the work that he does by creating something beautiful in this dark and scary night. Think for a moment. Have you ever been in the presence of someone who is truly gifted at hospitality? See some fingers pointing in the congregation. I think we got some people here. People who, when you go over there, they attend to every need that you have. They make you feel welcomed and comfortable. Your ho their home is your home. All of your needs are attended to, and, and you step out of time in those moments to only experience the joy of that hospit hospit hospitable moment. There you go. Words are hard, aren't they? It's truly a blessing to be in the midst of hospitality. And in response to Jesus' creation of health, that is what Simon's mother-in-law creates herself. And can we just pause for a moment and recognize, honestly, what a bit of an injustice it is that her name isn't shared with us in Scripture? I, I, I despise having to keep calling her Simon's mother-in-law because Truly what she does here is something so beautiful. I wish we knew her name. I wish we knew her name. Perhaps we don't realize it, but this act of creation, whether it's creating the world around us, creating health or creating hospitality, all of this work continues to happen around us each and every day, some in grand, magnificent gestures and, and some in very small, simple acts. You all nodded your head in agreement that, that you've all been sick before, and, and I imagine when you've been sick before, even, even those of us who wish that people would just leave us alone and leave us to die in peace, uh, have probably had somebody come and take care of us in those moments. Um, has anybody ever had like, like nice, like homemade chicken noodle soup made for you when you were sick? Isn't that just a powerful medicine, just as good as anything else that can actually restore your soul? We've all probably experienced that small act of creation of somebody that we know using their hands to create something that in us creates health, just like Jesus did for this woman, and just like this woman did for Jesus and his disciples. Or perhaps maybe you've been tired or lonely, stressed out, and a dear friend comes by for a visit or picks the phone up and chats with you or sends you a handwritten card unexpectedly in the mail. That in itself, too, is an act of hospitality. It's an act of creation. It's an act of joining with Jesus in what Jesus does. Or perhaps you're aware that creation has been happening in our midst this year 
at this time where smart, gifted people have used their minds and their knowledge to create for us a vaccine that will bring health, restore community, and bring an opportunity to put these challenging days behind us. Even that creation of a COVID vaccine and all those involved in it have been participating in the creative work of Jesus and this woman in today's gospel. Truly, my friends, creation happens around us constantly. As I said earlier, the Grand Canyon, Niagara Falls, and all the rest of creation are constantly changing. They're not completed creations. They are creations in process. You and I also, we are creations in process. What we will be has not yet been revealed, as Scripture tells us. But we are in process. And in both small and large acts, God's creation happens around us. Whether it's a handwritten card, a vaccine, or a bowl of soup, creation is happening around us. And each of you are invited to be a part of that. Each of you have been uniquely gifted and created to be creators in the world. Maybe you can make that reviving soup. And maybe that's your gift. Maybe you can write beautiful handwritten cards. That's not my gift. If I sent you one, you couldn't read it. It's that bad. But others of you have that gift. Still others have the gift of gab. You can call and make somebody feel special just by chatting with them. Maybe you have a smile that radiates the world over, and a simple smile creates a moment of joy for someone. Or maybe you have a whole host of other gifts, but don't discount it. Don't say this day, no, I don't have a gift. I'm not special. I can't create things. As one of my favorite philosophers from TV, Colonel Potter, used to say, that's horse hockey. <laughs> Every one of you has a unique and incredible ability to create something beautiful in the world. That train has a gift to create a sound that makes my son's face just light up. Everybody has a gift. So here's your challenge for this week. I want you to think about what is the one thing you can do this week to follow Jesus in caring for the world and creating something beautiful. It can be as simple as cooking a meal just for your family or smiling at the person in the checkout line or writing a card or picking up the phone to call just one person or whatever it is. But what is that one thing that you can do this week to follow the example of Jesus and Simon's mother-in-law 
and create beauty and health and wholeness in the world. Amen.